Today's our last day looking at the life of Joseph. And as we think about graduation, I found this when I was looking for different pictures, ideas for kindergarten graduation speeches. It just reminded me, now we're having graduations from, I guess you graduate from diapers, you graduate from potty training, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like there's graduations for everything. And who needs to have a speaker at a graduation for kindergartners? I have no idea why any kindergartner would want to listen, and parents would not want, would probably would not want to listen anyway. But I want even one better. I think a lot of what I learned about life, I learned in preschool, even before I got to kindergarten. And two very important things that if more people obeyed and kept in their life, we'd have a whole lot less problems. Keep your hands to yourself and share. Now, if we would just do those two things, think about all the problems that would solve. And I learned that in kindergarten. I mean, in preschool. I didn't even have to get to kindergarten to learn that. Now, I I know also when we talk about graduation speeches, they can go very long. And what's even worse than a long graduation speech is a long sermon. And I know also that you've uh, very astutely looked at your watch and noticed that it's almost time to be done. And the pastor just got up. Oh my goodness, we're going to be here till the middle of Sunday school. But I'll tell you this, uh, what's even worse than a long sermon is maybe a long wedding speech. And if that happens like this, you're really in trouble. And so this will be the shortest sermon you've heard me preach, and it'll probably be your favorite sermon you've ever heard me preach as well, because of that one reason. We've looked at the life of Joseph, how he did not give up. He did not give up on God when he was in slavery, when he was in prison, when he was in Egypt. He did not give up on him or his faith in God. He did not give up on his family. He went to great lengths to bring them back to him. And the dreams that he had became promises that he clung to, and he did not give up on them. If Joseph did not give up on any of those things, the only way he could have done it is with perseverance. And graduates, I know the only way that you got to the end of your studies was with perseverance. And we are told as Christians that our lives also need perseverance. Now, think about this. We would certainly need perseverance when we're going through difficult times. But have you ever thought about needing perseverance while you're doing good things? Uh, The Scripture tells us both. Look at this verse in Romans chapter 4. Paul says, and not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character and proven character produces hope. This verse is similar to what James says, that when we're in trials, we are to rejoice. And we always think that's crazy to rejoice when we're hurting, when we're suffering, we're in the midst of trouble and trial. But the reason we rejoice is that through that suffering and that pain and that hurt, good things come out of it. Notice what Paul says, because of that affliction, what happens? You learn to endure And because you learn to endure, then you have character. And then that character produces hope. So in difficult times, we need perseverance. But also, in good times. Paul says in Galatians, so we must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. 
Maybe you experienced that. You are doing good things for people. You are serving God. You are using your gifts. And you're ready to give up. Well, why does that happen? Because often as you serve people, you don't see them appreciate it. As you serve people, it looks as though there's no difference being made. And so you get discouraged. Why should I keep doing good if it doesn't make a difference? Why should I keep doing good when there's so many other people not doing good and they seem to be having more fun than me? Their life is easier. Why should I keep doing good if I'm not making a difference? That's when we need to persevere. But we can't persevere without help. Faith certainly allows us to persevere. That's what Joseph had. Remember the key verse for his life, Genesis chapter 50, at the end of his dad's life, he tells his brothers, brothers, you meant all of this for evil, but God meant it for good. That's the declaration of Joseph's faith in God, that God is in control. God knows what he's doing. That is key to persevering through anything, to know it's part of God's plan and that he knows what he is doing. We also need self-control because if we don't have that, we'll give up easily. Think about it. Uh, You need self-control to stop from giving up. You need self-control to keep going. Fortunately, God provides that. One of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. We need God's strength. In Colossians 1.11, Paul talks about how God strengthens us with His mighty power so that we can endure. Think about the power of God, and that is available to us to help us when we need to continue and to persevere and to not give up. In 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter that describes love, it says, love endures all things. We need God's love because think about it, often the reason why we're ready to give up, the reason we don't want to persevere is because people around us have hurt us, they've disappointed us, We're ready to strangle them. We're ready to yell at them. We need God's love so that we're able to endure situations and endure people. I love Peter's verse about endurance. Notice how he builds. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. You see how character is built, beginning with faith, that God is in control and He knows what He's doing. You add that goodness and you grow in knowledge of God and you add to that self-control when you're enduring and then you add to that godliness and then Love for your brothers and sisters, which then becomes godly love. This is the help that we need, that God provides when we're ready to give up and we need to endure and we need to persevere. If we keep going, we will be rewarded. It is clear that those who endure, those who persevere, will be rewarded for not giving up. Often as Paul And the gospel, excuse me, the New Testament writers talk about endurance so that we do not give up on our faith because some people do. Some people make a profession of faith and then years later they've rejected God. 
They rejected Christ. They're living a life without Him. Now, we could debate theologically whether they were truly saved or whether they weren't, and, and theologians have done that, but the point is this, that if you say that you're a Christian, you say that you believe in Jesus and you have a, a faith in Him, then you are called to endure and persevere and not give up on that. And you are promised that if you don't, you will be rewarded. Notice four of these rewards are in the future. The crown of life, reign with Christ. Paul talks about the prize, the upward call of God. Receive what is promised, the writer of Hebrews says. This is looking forward. If we persevere in this life, we will be rewarded one day. We'll be with the Lord in heaven. We will receive the rewards for doing the good works we wanted to give up on. We will receive our inheritance, our eternal life, because we have not given up. But notice also that in this life, if we persevere, Paul said in Galatians 6, I just read it to you, don't give up doing good works because in time you will reap a reward. And also... We see that our character and hope comes from enduring and persevering. So that should be a motivation to keep going. You will be rewarded. And finally, if we want to persevere, I would encourage you to do so like a runner. Let's look at what the writer of Hebrews says. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay before him endured a cross and despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of God's throne. Paul talks about being an athlete and, and fighting a fight and running a race. He's describing the Christian life and how difficult it is, but with the discipline of an athlete, with the endurance of an athlete. If we have that same discipline and endurance in our Christian life, we will receive reward and we will make it. And I know some of you have never run a step in your life, okay? And others of you maybe have. But I will share this with you. If you've ever run any kind of race you will know this. And this is why I like the picture of running our Christian life as a race. For me, I've run races, and for me as a runner, even the first step is difficult. You know, for some runners, they can run a while before they get tired and before they get worn out. For me, the first step, I'm worn out. So I, I have to endure from the beginning. And when I, I run, it's difficult. It's hard to breathe. My feet get sore. The, uh, the bugs get in your mouth, the, the sun beats down, the pavement's hard. As I said, for me, almost any time I run, most of the running is hard. And you say, well, why would you do it? You know, what's the point of doing it if it's that hard? There's nothing like when you're running a race, seeing the finish line. When you see that finish line, there's usually people cheering you on. If your family came to watch you, they're there. You know when you hit that finish line, you can collapse on the ground. <laughs> and if you've seen any runners, that's what some of them do. You collapse, you rest, you receive a reward. Uh, you even have some runners have the endorphins that fill their body, and you really do have what they call a runner's high. You feel uh, joy. 
So there's joy, there's rest, there's reward. And when you run, that's what you always have in front of you, pictured as your goal. The same is true with our Christian life. It may be a hard race every step. But if we have, as the writer of Hebrews says, our goal, Jesus, and we've got our eyes on him, we know that when we finish this difficult race of life, we will have our family welcoming us at the finish line. We'll have Jesus welcoming us. We know we will have rest. We know we will have reward. We know that we will have eternal joy. That should be enough to motivate us to endure and to persevere as we run the Christian life. Joseph persevered and was rewarded. Our graduates have endured and persevered and have been rewarded. We too can do so in our Christian life. Be, persevere and be rewarded. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for our time. Today, Lord, we have looked at our country and thanked you for those who gave their lives. Lord, we have celebrated graduation and persevered. Lord, my prayer this morning is that you would encourage us. Encourage us not to give up, to continue going. I pray, Lord, that now as we sing to close our service and respond to you, that, Lord, you would especially help those today who are ready to give up. Encourage them. And I pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen.